This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, and today is day three of Faith Week. If you're tuning in for the first time, Faith Week is not a religious-based conversation, more of a conversation about the higher power holding time and space for yourself and what it means to tap into your highest power of source. Right, we've covered a couple things over the past two days that will certainly give you insight as to what can be and potentially open up the pathways for what should be. And that's where we're going to continue the conversation today. Continue this conversation as it pertains to faith, right? I, I look at this in the, the quadrant or the foundational aspects of our lives, which I look at to be fitness, faith, family, and finance. I look at this as an incredibly key component, right? And the very base level, I look at this as a meditative practice and a journaling practice. We covered box breathing as a part of methodology of meditation. We've covered future self journaling as to what that can mean. But I think it's time to get a little more tactical today because that's really what this is all about is 15 minutes of freedom draws itself to a conclusion and we jump into the optimized life podcast. You're going to see a shift in the depth in which we go in these topics. No longer will it be base level, going to be much more cerebral, much more based in, rooted in actual evidence-based methodology. And as it pertains to that, I want to get into some, some tracking and some monitoring. Right? I, I do have a principle, a theory, that if you can't track it and monitor it, basically if you can't quantify it, then it becomes very difficult to understand if you're making an impactful change. So as we look at your life, right, there's some things that are very easy to monitor and track. Do you have more money in your bank account? Are you losing weight or gaining muscle? These things are very easy. This is where most of us lean into. But how in the world do you track faith? How do you track the conversation of faith? I mean, right now, as I say that to you, like, how would you track it? Right? Faith used to mean to me, right, going to church. So we can say, you know, am I putting 10% of my earnings into the offering? I can track and monitor that. You'd be 100% right. You absolutely can. And maybe that is exactly how you should track it. That personally is not for me. I don't believe that donating money to a church gets me closer, quicker, a better seat on the bus to the beauty of whatever is after this life. I believe there's actually more impactful things we can do with our money than give it to a church. But yet this conversation is still not about religion. This is about tracking as it pertains to the faith aspect of what we do here. And so certainly you can track and monitor, right? The number of days in a row that you can meditate. And again, meditation at its base level is clearing out space from the clutter of your mind. It's potentially box breathing, right? Four seconds into the nose, four seconds of holding, four seconds of releasing, four seconds of the absence of breath. And don't get me wrong, daily practices are paramount. What I found through and through with my most successful clients is when we say daily, they figure it out that it's seven days a week. And based off us being pattern-based recognition creatures, 
in my opinion, it should be about the same time every day. It makes it easier to turn this habit into a ritual. Right? My goal is to have clients, friends, you as you're listening, to have automated systems in their life that are scalable way after our time together. The harsh reality of things is, although it takes 21 or 27 days to quote-unquote create a habit, I look at smoking and drinking as habits. Right? Those are bad habits that most people need to quit. But I don't really want a habit, right? Because habits are something that can just be thrown away. We start diving deeper into how this actually works, and I take people through a 12-week commitment, just as I would encourage you to start living your life on a 12-week basis. If you push diligently and treat every 12 weeks as though it's the last 12 weeks you have, quit taking this year-long methodology and just start taking every 12 months as a year. And really, I say every, or every 12 weeks is a lifetime. And you push and you push and you push. You'll see you start getting more done. But 12 weeks is give or take 90 days. I can do the math, right? It's 84, but we'll say it's a 90-day commitment to yourself. And 90 days is great. You, you finally started to really embed in yourself some good rituals. But it has not yet quite become a, a lifestyle. Right? For it to be that lifestyle, that thing that you own truly in your soul, it's going to take six months. And from a salesmanship capacity, that's not sexy. Right? Most of us can't see six weeks ahead, let alone six months. So for me to hop on a call with you or tell you, look, this is all well and good and it's swell and we're going to make some big changes, but it's going to take six months to get there. It's a barrier to entry because most of us can't, we're not, we're not wired to see that far ahead. And I share all that to encourage you as you set up a meditative or journaling practice to realize that it's going to take longer than you expect until this becomes automatic. And even in your best days, there's going to be a version of you that does not want to do it. Because it's a long-term benefit. These are things that will produce fruit further out in the future than you can currently see from the perception of your own reality. How do I know that? Because I've lived this way now for years. And getting dialed into the fact of being able to walk in my purpose is something I had been chasing for two and a half years up to this point. And all the days stacking up on top of each other seem to make this even more relevant and prevalent to my life that walking in purpose is something I actually get to do on a daily basis and then help facilitate other people's change. So when I look at that in its totality, it's the sum total of the reps I've put in. And I would love to say I've been perfect over the past two, two and a half years at a meditative practice, but that would be a lie. Same thing with journaling. I'm not giving you a gateway to mediocrity, but scientific research and data would show that if you're hitting your daily actionable outputs 90% of the time, right? Nine out of 10 times you are 200% more likely to achieve the, achieve the success you're chasing after. I don't encourage people to look for perfection. I'm going to encourage you to look for progress. And so in a two and a half year time period, right, the better part of, we'll just call it 900 days, 
I haven't been counting to the specific nature that I can instantly recall it, but I believe there's been 14 days or so that I have not meditated. There's been 16 or 18 days I haven't journaled with intentionality. I share all that somewhat to pound my chest, but somewhat to tell you that as you are listening, the life that you want is on the backside of your consistency. It's on the backside of your behavior. It's on the backside of doing all the things that you don't understand doing in the moment, which all comes down to tracking, right? Because at least if you're tracking something on a day over day or week over week basis, you have statistical evidence to show that it's working, which leads me to a device, a device called a muse, M U S E. Now I'm admittedly a gadget guy. I like having toys and trinkets, but I also like to invest in myself, perhaps just as you do. And when I started my meditation, I got familiar with just synchronizing the left and right hemisphere of the brain. I got familiar with trying to push out the chatter, trying to being the operative word. And I realized how frustrating it was because none of this came with an instruction manual. And at that point, I hadn't heard someone that told me about box breathing. I hadn't understood that some of the chatter was normal. I didn't really get that just counting breaths and focusing on being presently aware in the moment was really what meditation was all about. And so I needed something to help me see if I was doing better or worse on a day over day basis. That led me to the muse. The muse can be found on choosemuse.com and I don't have an affiliate link for it. I'm not making money by sending you there. It's just the only device that I have found that can be worn every day and helps track and monitor the success that you are having in a meditative practice. The device has guided meditations and heartfelt meditations, breath meditations, really a little piece of everything is in this device. Last time I looked at this, the Muse 3, I believe, is $299, and the Muse 2 is $250. So it is certainly a financial investment. But I must ask you right now, before you balk at that price, your time is worth something right now. If you're a high-level producer making north of $250,000 a year, you know how much an hour is worth. Just simply do the math, 40 plus hours a week of work over 52 weeks a year into the total amount you've gotten paid and there is your cost per hour. However, let's say you are someone in the process of getting to that point in their life and you are physically getting paid by the hour. Maybe it's 14 bucks an hour. Right, so the thought that would go through my head is, man, this is 20 hours of work I have to put in to potentially buy this device that I don't know if it's going to work. That's a true statement. You don't know if it's going to work. But I will encourage a quick shift in perspective. You're going to invest yourself in yourself with this $280 purchase. 20 hours of your time. And then you'll have to invest another 20, 30, 40 hours of meditation. But let's say, just hypothetically, that during that meditative practice, you get so clear in alignment that you stop being frustrated at work. 
Right? We all get triggered at work. There's things that bother us or things that don't go as we would plan them to go. And so we have to find our own level of peace. Let's say after a few few months of meditating, your boss sees how much more calm you are. You're able to make more rational decisions in a shorter period of time. Your productivity and production increases inside of the office. And you get brought up for a raise that you didn't even know you were on the board for. Magically, $14 an hour goes to $18 an hour. It's actually $160 a week. So in a two-week time period after that raise, you have paid for the muse, plus you have a daily practice that you can track and see that you are actually tapping into those alpha brainwaves or theta brainwaves in a higher capacity. This is going to allow better sleep. This is going to allow better emotional processing. This is going to allow lower heart rate variability. Like The ancillary benefits from consistent meditation are second to none. But it all comes down to doing the work. And if you're not willing to invest in the time, it would be foolish to invest in the money. So I'd encourage you also to not be the one looking for the magic bullet. As it pertains to meditation and how this all goes, there is no magic bullet. I don't believe any of us ever truly figured this out. Sure, we can say there's Buddhist monks in Tibet that have achieved enlightenment and can turn themselves into endless balls of energy and they literally disappear off the planet. I'll tell you from where I'm at, if I could do that right now, I'm not ready to do it. I don't make an impact while I'm here. I want to enjoy what's around me. I want to spend time with my wife and our daughter. I want to spend time with you. Hence why the path to enlightenment is unique and individual for you just as it is for me. What is not unique and individual is the ability to track and monitor your success. Hence why I believe I'm used to be a powerful tool, especially if you're confused on the path of meditation. This helps get clear on the path. Now, certainly there are no shortage of apps in every app network that also help go through a guided meditation. I don't think any of those are wrong or bad. It's just not the path that I chose to walk down. See, there's a little bit of a difference, I believe, in me versus many of the other people you might consume content from. If I haven't lived it, experienced it, and tested against it, I'm simply not going to share it. There's no point to me. So I've done Dr. Joe Dispenza's guided meditations They range from 27 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes. That's a big commitment. I'm currently speaking to you. You as you haven't meditated, you've heard about it, you're considering it, but you're lost and confused on how to do it. You don't understand the upside benefits, so you just keep pushing it to the side and saying it's for everybody else. To tell you that you should sit down for an hour and 15 minutes and meditate sounds like a daunting task. And I get it. It would sound daunting to me. The beautiful thing with a muse is you can start at three to five minutes. It's still going to track and monitor it. It's still going to share the data with you. It's still going to send you text alerts if you haven't mused in a few days. 
you can set it to remind you every 24 hours. See, it's this sort of poking and prodding that I know it takes to get most people off of center. There's a point in my life where I needed this sort of rigid accountability in order to step up to the greatest version of myself. But yet again, after enough days and hours and reps, that changes. This all becomes automatic and you get to start split testing and optimizing your life against the variables that you now control. And using the Muse is a very impactful way to start down that path. And so I'm going to encourage you to track and monitor the way that you meditate by using something like a Muse or some sort of app that you find value in, which will help you in turn consistently get shit done.